0: Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary
1: Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're gonna talk about intuition, hearing it, and acting on it. But before we get to that.
0: Well, first we'd like to, uh, this is our first show of the new year, 2012, and uh, it happens to be the first day of a wave spell, which Mm -hmm. is the Chewin wave spell, which is the monkey. Uh, In the monkey tribe, that means two things, which would be playing and magic, which are in their own way quite synonymous, uh, especially if you're dealing with um, uh, the other dimensions and have fun with them, which Mm -hmm. is essentially the monkey thing. So the next 13 days, which is a wave spell, do write down all of the fun that you will have for the next 13 days, Mm -hmm. and that will happen. You can watch it happen. More information than... Thirteen moons, well, and we teach Mayan every once in a while.
1: Well, the the uh, magnetic gate, which is the tone one that we move through, is a is a thing of creation. So it's a uh, it's a wonderful time to call upon the Chewin energies because Chewin are really good at making uh, making things out of nothing, like taking trash can lids and making a work of art, etc. Yeah,
0: so, yeah. And there's my shadow behind the page, which and uh, the, just the translation of the day, I unify in order to play attracting illusion. I seal the process of magic with a magnetic tone of purpose. I'm mm-hmm. guided by my own power doubled. Mm-hmm. And that is the way it is on the uh, magnetic days. Your own power is doubled. Mm-hmm. So act like it. So yeah, I go. love
1: that expression. My I, I like to doubled. wake up and say I'm guided by my own power doubled. Mm-hmm. Or tripled. Or quadrupled. It's all up to you. Or me.
0: Googled. As, but that will confuse everyone.
1: <laughs> Well, hearing and trusting your intuition is a very important thing. Our intuition can, just the word intuition really contains a lot of different things. The idea of knowing something without it being intellectually delivered to you. And we know things. Uh, Our physical body and our etheric body can process information at 11 billion bits per second, whereas our brain is only 16. And that means that we are really slowed down if we funnel everything through our mind. We can just pretty much forget it all when we're that way. Yeah. Uh, so our intuition is the part of us that knows beyond the limits of time and space. So we can know something is about to happen before it has happened. And we're designed that way. I remember when I was a little kid, I would listen to the teacher talk, and I could say the words she was saying in my mind right as she was saying them. And now science is starting to determine that we do hear things a split second before our ears actually hear in process. We're aware of stuff happening prior to the, to the actual moment that it happens. Yeah. So our intuition tells us things. And when we live truly in the moment and we're listening to that, we live the life of Forrest Gump. We're always knowing where to stand, where to be, and where the m- maximum opportunity is. And recently, the other night, where, why this subject came to me to do, or at least why I, I, I wish to do it, is I was driving down Route 95 at, late at night, or driving up 95. And typically people go 65 to 85 during that stretch at that time of night. And something told me to go slower and stay in the right lane. I mean, I'm not a real crazy speeder, but I certainly don't go under the speed limit usually, but something told me to and I was driving about 55 or 60 and a 65 in the right lane and my tire blew up and I was able to just very easily and safely pull off to the side of the road and I ended up pulling off right at a mile marker so I was able to know where I was because it was dark and if I hadn't pull, happened right at a mile marker I would have had to get out of the car in the dark and try attempted to find one. but. It was all so synchronous and so perfect because I heard that and not only did I hear it, but I obeyed it and I followed it, which is the whole second step. When we're stressed out, not living in the moment, not only don't we hear it, but we, even if we do, it's, it's even, that's the next layer is that we don't act on it. So getting to that place is, is Oh really
0: yeah. Our intuition, a good place to find your intuition is during an automobile accident because you are processing information so quickly that everything slows down. I can remember Mm -hmm. being in um, such an event where we did 360 across um, a median Mm -hmm. uh, uh, um, boulevard, you know, where there was land between the two lanes going and Mm. and uh, by the time the car came to a halt, I had written 15 chapters of a novel because it actually took that long, because that much bit space opened and downloaded. Anybody that practices martial arts on levels up, uh, it's not, at a certain point, it's not about technique. It's about your ability to process information more rapidly than your opponent. And that's really what's going on. Jet Li did a very good job of demonstrating this in any number of uh, uh, movies. And then the hawk, when the hawk singles out a single singles out a single pigeon uh, to eat, basically that's what he has in mind. Um, He has to be so fast as to know where the pigeon's going to be because if you think walking around on a sidewalk is complicated, imagine if you had 360 degrees uh, by 360 degrees to move your body at will as in a bird flying. Mm-hmm. So this entire process becomes um,
1: Well, that's true, and, it,
0: accelerated.
1: and one could even see rather than that we are becoming more aware within time, it's that we become segregated from the idea that we're part of time, or that we're a product of time, and that we then become the creators of it. And, and we, we get out of it. And when you're thrust into the moment, like what you were saying in those extreme circumstances, you, you the part of us that is tracking time because there is no such thing as time. It's only a tracking of of events. That that part of our brain stops tracking events and we are in the event
0: Mm -hmm. because
1: we have to have all of our faculties there. Now, if we can live that way every day, that would be pretty profound.
0: Well, when we talk about past lives, you are actually experiencing all of your past lives.
1: Simultaneously.
0: Simultaneously, which means that whatever that event is, it's happening a thousand times, let's use the term a thousand times, in that single moment. And so when it is the automobile crash, which will have a component in past lives, future and past, mm. then, yeah, so then we are going to be pretty much in the middle till there's some great epic of no longer incarnating, which you'll know about several lifetimes ahead. Is this the one where I don't incarnate? Is this the one where I don't incarnate anymore is you know mm-hmm. goes on like that so you that's how that step effect occurs where it slows down you're actually if you if you that moment where we did the three sixty on the boulevard, okay, then I, any moment any nanosecond in that event could have been a chariot collapsing, could have been a spaceship going you know through light speed, yeah, I guarantee you that would be. Uh, the way that would happen, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. In the future, astronauts are in their sixties, by the way. Well, this is true. We
1: we definitely are multidimensional. Uh, but listening to your yeah. intuition, uh, I I had somebody recently tell me that they had gone to a talk with a, a police officer, talking about safety or something like that, and he said that everybody that has ever been assaulted or a victim, quote unquote, of a crime. Mm-hmm. They always knew it was going to happen, but they were too polite to prevent it, meaning somebody said, come over here and help me with my car. Their body, everything in their body and their extrasensory perception and Mm -hmm. their sensory perceptions told them not to go, Mm -hmm. but they felt it would be impolite. So that's something I wanted to mention on the show, that if you feel that something is not for you to be doing or whatever, don't do it. When Mm -hmm. I was much younger, they were trying to send me, I was an assistant manager at a restaurant, and they were trying to send me to this other restaurant to work, and it was kind of a promotion. Uh, But I said, I really don't want to do it. I just don't feel that that's for me to do. And uh, a couple weeks after I would have started there, somebody came in with a submachine gun and shot people, and uh, probably it would have been a shift that I would have worked. And it was my body telling me that that wasn't... For me to be involved in that, it wasn't my time for that, or not that we ever have a time for that, but it wasn't my time to die. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah, well, you can always tell when you didn't listen to your intuition, and you can always tell because we human beings have an expression for, Mm -hmm. yes, and the expression is, I I knew knew it. it." (laughs) I knew it. That means you did not listen to your intuition, Mm -hmm. and you didn't know it. Thank you. Uh, well, and we have a call, but Oh, the way, okay. So. Um, Go ahead.
1: Uh, okay, uh, I guess I'll tell this after.
0: All right. Okay. Yeah, just remember where you are. Hi, caller. What's your name, please?
2: Hi, this is Rick. Rick. Rick, where Rick are who? you? Where am I? I'm in Bangalore, India.
0: Uh-huh.
1: My God. And you sound like you're just right down the block.
0: Yeah. How do you fix the tally lights? Only? No,
1: no, no, we got it. <laughs> I was going to text you. Now, Rick is somebody that's usually behind camera and does our floor directing. So we yeah. were joking we were going to text him over in India. So what time of the day is it over there?
2: It is 7-11 uh, in the morning.
0: Mm-hmm. My God, you're up early.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. My God. So, so I thought I'd just call in, say hello. And, oh, uh, hey,
1: we miss you.
2: Yeah, I know. I'll be back next
3: on Thursday.
0: Okay. Yeah, tell us what's uh, surprising. What was the big surprise in India? The big surprise.
2: Well, I have to the think about big that. Big surprise. And yeah. Uh, when you get bring back. That information next week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: We'll have we'll have a lovely trip back, and just know that you're missed and. Uh, this is where you belong, and so you have permission to tell your boss no more travel on Thursdays.
2: <laughs> well, I think, uh, I think my wife is uh, also going to second that. Yes, Jean,
1: uh, you sta- stand by us, and we stand by her. Okay, well, thanks, All right. Rick. Yeah. Hey, hey, Thanks for calling. Thanks. All That's right. amazing, thanks. wonderful. Yeah. That's our farthest away call. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.
0: Yeah, hey, it set a record there. Yeah. Is there, oh, that was... Um,
1: we have had Germany and... Japan one United time Kingdom, yeah. Yeah. Well anyway, uh, one of the most incredible stories I've heard about trusting your intuition is somebody called many years ago and she's now in spirit, but <clears throat> she had called us and said that she, she heard her guide, her angel, and she, it was Ariel or Uriel or something like that. She talked to her regularly and one time she was um, taking a flight with her son. And there was an overbooked flight, and so they gave people the option to go into Boston, and they'd put them in a hotel for the night and fly them back in the next day first class. So her son said, I would love to do that. I've never seen Boston. Let's go. We don't have anything to do. So she went up to go to the counter to buy the tickets, and she heard her angel say no. And so she didn't question it. She just turned back, and her son said, why? You said you were going to um, go get us uh, on that next flight and everything. And she said, I just feel like we're not supposed to. And it turned out that was the flight that uh, went, ran into the World Trade Center. I forgot the flight number, but it was the one from Boston or via Boston. And the thing was, it's not like, oh yes, she was special and she heard it and the other people did not. I think that if we don't hear it, if we are good at following our own intuition and we don't hear it, it's because we're not supposed to because it is the time that we've selected to depart and i thought that was a, a really powerful story mm-hmm. following your intuition
0: yeah. well a very important part of intuition is as you're saying placing your attention on it and even more important than that is to act on it you know if you wish and you can always decide we're we we do not quite have the clear picture of a hundred thousand door-corridor life is. Uh, in other words, you can always go through another door. There's no, it mm-hmm. is not possible to miss anything. Yeah. That cannot be done. And, uh, but as we go to sleep in the world that we live in, where we are experiencing this extreme of information download all the time, everywhere, there's all of this information that screams that are so important. You turn on the internet, anywhere on there, there's somebody yelling, don't miss this. This is so important. Without this, you won't have this. No, my man, I have, I have it all perfectly. And you seem a little hyper. And why would I listen to <laughs> somebody who has just got to tell me that I, what they say is important. I, I just automatically have to know that that's just not important. In fact, the more you scream, it's important now sometimes it is but you would know when so it's uh, listening to your own intuition is really the single thing you ever have to do ever on this planet how many times have any one of us said i knew it how many times have we said that that would have gone a different way you know it just goes on and on and on well and uh, so a lot of our brain space is taken up by that so like uh, if um, language codes, so somebody else is talking language codes. Well, that's great. That's not to do with me. It's that people get this information, that it goes out, that it becomes uh, known. That we we just get. Uh, be cool. I think that is what I would say there. Just to be cool about everything all the time, and then you're not stressed, mm-hmm. and then your intuition works. And well, you hear it,
1: it. it is, and I think sometimes we are pulled into the place where we are, are are led to listen to it. It's almost as if everything outside of us quiets down and we listen to it. And it's so profound when you feel those moments because it's centered and it's being at peace. When I was in like seventh or eighth grade, I had a good friend and we were out, she was a, uh, allowed to stay out at, at, until like six o'clock or whatever that was. And like at three o'clock, she goes, I think I'm supposed to go home. I just feel like going home. And we were telling her, why? You don't have to be home for three hours. Why are you going home? I just feel like I have to go home. Well, she goes home and of all the places goes into her mother's bedroom and the room was very small. So the bed was only about that far from the wall. And she felt like she was supposed to go into her mother's room, looked over there. Her mother had had a heart attack and fallen behind the bed. And if she hadn't come home then, her mother would have died. And she ended up calling 911, Mm -hmm. and her mother was saved. But they said if she had laid there much longer, she wouldn't have survived. And this is a kid, And, and so often we are trained through not only peer pressure, but just intellectual pressure to ignore what is going on in lieu of what is logical. Now, if we look at how much of the scientific mind that is prevalent now, it really doesn't serve us to listen to it just because it's logical and makes sense. We have to be that overview that feels what's right first.
0: Yeah, so we're just hanging around waiting for the intuition to kick in.
1: Well, it's always there. It's just a matter of where's your attention placed? Is it placed on what others are gonna think about you? Is it placed on fear of being wrong? Is it placed on that guilt like we were talking about earlier? Is it placed on uh, intellect? oh, no, this doesn't make sense to me. It's a matter of giving yourself permission to be wrong and and get out of the land of right and wrong, and then you're more likely to listen to it.
0: Well, we could arrive at a place where we are constantly in the state of um, being in contact with our intuition and acting on it, as opposed to the hundred Mm -hmm. trillion distractions that we're trained to have. Mm -hmm right from the start. I'm saying the, the point at which the human race gets to bring up generation after generation where the child is taught that their attention is more important than anything else, okay, without giving rise to narcissism as a way of life. That their attention is more important than other people's attention. As we've said so many times on the show, the most valuable thing on the planet Earth at this time and this is a very primitive statement. Forever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That attention is the most valuable thing there is. Mm -hmm. And so since no one values their own attention, but only values other people's attentions, you turn on the internet and there's this guy going, me, 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 me. That's not actually me. Okay. You know, in order that he sells the product or, you know, it's like one gigantic infomercial. It's what's going on. Everybody is Doing their level best to get as much attention from as many people as possible, which more or less keeps you from evolving. In fact, really rather perfectly, if your entire thing is placed and measured based on people's attention, ah, mm-hmm. oh, you're done for. Well, it's like the it commercials
1: ha- keep getting ever increasingly louder. Yeah. Like.
0: That was <laughs> it? Billy Mays. Yeah. The amazing Billy Mays. Uh, who uh, died from a suitcase hitting him in the head, which I thought was very interesting, airplane flight. He said, I'm fine. Mom always said I had a hard head, and clocked just like that. But yeah, that's but, another but story I, Well, you know,
1: that's, that's somebody personally, but yeah. I, I think it's just the whole mentality that if you scream louder, and it makes logical sense up to a point, like kids, mom, 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 are yelling, and then after a while you realize, that I'm yelling so loud that that I'm not being heard, now maybe bring it back down again. And you're right, we're inundated. Everywhere you turn, you can't even watch television without little people running across the bottom, banners advertising what's gonna happen next week, smoke and fire, like these little explosions because the character from the other TV show is running on your screen and saying all these things. And it's just too much. I don't know if you ever watch CNN or whatever I don't not willingly but I had it on or I saw it on another show or something and I was just marveling at the fact there was scrolling on the top scrolling on the bottom and and then all these like stuff written here in stock quotes I thought mm-hmm. oh, that's brain overload yeah the brain's not designed for that but we'll talk about that in a minute because we have
0: well CNN stands for consensus news network all okay. right hi caller what's your name please
4: Yes, my name is Rosa
0: Rosa Hi,
4: how are y'all doing Good. how are Good. you okay I'm calling because here lately I've been like in a dream mode position, and I don't understand all these dreams and I wanted to know if y'all could help me out with the dream or did you have a dream book i was my dream started out. I was in a hospital in a um sandcloth in a monk, in the shape of a form of a monk, and I was walking along the hospital beds and I was touching the people. And he was saying, I'm here, I'm here. And one person said, man, let her heal you. said so we heard him get out of this place. Uh, but I've had so many strange dreams, I don't understand what they all mean. Could you help me out with well, that?
0: Wow. Yeah, that
1: one's a pretty profound one.
0: Yeah. Do you want to start? Well, that's a, you have been a monk in a past life who had the healing touch. And yeah. you actually did that. That was very real, not from the current time period, though. Uh, so that was who you are in the past, and that part of you is signaling to be awoken again. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I, I agree with that. And the fact that you you had mentioned before that people where you live, is it a senior community?
4: Yes. Uh-huh.
1: Where they tend to come to you to yes. get dream interpretation. You are being called to, to be a healer, and healers come in so many different forms. We heal with our voice. We heal with our listening. We heal with Uh, hands-on I mean it's just a Mm -hmm. lot of different ways Mm -hmm. and I thought uh, another thing that struck me did you say you were wearing sackcloth
4: right yes uh Uh, I had a a sackcloth as I was um, in between the hospital beds just touching the the rails of the bed the top of
1: the bed well one of the things that struck me when you said that because I remember reading expressions like that in the Bible Mm -hmm. and I always interpreted that to mean it's coming in our pure form not in our uh... Like our fancy clothes represent these projections of personality and things like that. And the sackcloth represented us just being humble and who we really are. And so I think what it's showing you is the simple truth of your life and who you are and helping you to understand some of the experiences you've had in your life with people and with just circumstances that those may at times seem like it was separating you from things, but really it was pointing you to your own inner journey. It's almost like you're on the hermit's journey inward. Mm-hmm. You yeah. shine that inner light within yourself and then it can be broadcast out into the world. And you Here's.
4: know you know, Miss Murray, I had another strange dream. You know how tornadoes or hurricanes mm-hmm. are twist up in the air? Yes. This one was down on the ground and I walked out of it and I said, Woo, how in the world come out there? What that thing doing laying on the ground? I thought them hurricanes supposed to be up in the air.
0: Wow! This, this one
4: was on the ground, and I walked right on out of it. I said, Lord, what, is, um, what, uh, what, is, what are you trying to show me here? What do you dream mean? Well, I, I don't think, know.
1: I think that's really wonderful, just a, a, as a, everybody's going to have their own connection to certain symbolism. But I used to dream of tornadoes all the time, and what I found out for me is it represented my power and the hurricane is like a tornado but filled with water which can be emotion mm-hmm. so what it's saying is the tumultuousness that you've lived not only are you coming through and being okay but you're coming through out of it in a in a in a powerful place in a powerful oh. state and now you can harness that energy to do healing in your life what we're going to say yeah,
0: rosa the reason you were above the hurricane tornado whatever it was mm-hmm. Uh, You were looking down on it because you are above that. The tornado, the hurricane, is the um, mixed master of emotion and incarnation is. Mm -hmm. We get very involved with this stuff down here. We actually believe all of this is real. Mm -hmm. That's laugh out loud funny. I
4: mean, it it seemed like to us it's real. We get caught in the rain and stuff. (laughs) We We believe all of it's
0: real, but it's not, not really. Now, we've or if been it's real, for, then
1: everything is real.
0: Yeah, we've been for many years offering uh, sekim, which is a method of developing uh, the healing that you're talking about, mm-hmm. which goes all the way back to the a pre-dynastic um, Egypt. It's a very, very, very old system. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's information on the website if uh, something like that is attractive. The first time I ever heard the word sekim, I couldn't let go of it till I one figured out what it was and why did this have this magnetism for my spirit uh, and then uh, initiated and we've been doing this for a long time but that's that's um, something actually very interesting because it's uh, tools to um, having the ability which you have having the ability and experience Mm -hmm. and knowing what to do with it that you have it now there's where we're going many levels up and
4: well, we I think, I think this. Yeah. tell me something. Y'all have gifts like the Christian people, the religious people do, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all gifts are the same, ain't no different?
1: Well, I think everybody is unique, and I would say that um, we're not religious, mm-hmm. uh, but we're spiritual, might okay. be a way. Okay. I have studied all kinds of religions, pretty much everyone out there, mm-hmm. and I felt like I got just got to the point where I outgrew some of the um, the mythos, because the mythos was designed mm-hmm. for people that weren't really elevated. And I read something interesting recently mm-hmm. about the nature of religion and the role it has in our evolution as human beings.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: That when we became successful as a society, mm-hmm. meant that everybody had to contribute, and that what they found were there were uh, the people that would not contribute, what some people may call freeloaders mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't contribute to the whole. Mm -hmm. So religion really evolved to help society to become cohesive, at least some of the the rules we have within religion. But spirituality has been around since forever because that's really who we are. So anyway, it's just a matter of the more you allow within your own belief systems, the bigger you are. And I think your dream was wonderful because you rose above Mm -hmm. everything that you were Fighting. But but thank you so much for your call. We really appreciate it. It was oh, beautiful. Yeah.
4: I'll be calling back.
1: Yeah, call back again. Oh, oh please. sorry, I, th- I know you got cut off, but yeah, call please back call again. Back. We'd love it's to an hear from you call. again.
0: Thank you very much. Because
1: that one of the ways to get to the place where you can figure out what your dreams are telling you is trusting your instincts. What do they feel like? Did they leave you with a good feeling? Did they get, leave you with a feeling of wanting to discover more?
0: Mm-hmm. What was it? Yeah. I know, and coming through the Christian doorway, uh, Christ said that man, meaning us, would do greater things than he ever did. And that's kind of the point. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, There's a billion religions, I'm certain. There's seven billion of us, therefore there's seven billion religions. That's
1: my point, too. And yeah,
0: yeah like and the, whatever your relationship with, with mm-hmm. uh, infinity is, that's the perfect one for you at the time. But I really do recall that we can do far more than what we think we can do and we can do it all the time our our, part of our point here in um, reminding people to listen to and practice in their intuition is to amplify this authority that we all have we had um oh there's there's four or five doors opened at the end of that sentence but let's uh, just remember that uh, we are greater than we think we are and to please act like it, to stop pretending.
1: Yeah. Well, I think, I think uh, everything really is a combination of intellectual and intuitive knowing. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it's a matter of opening up to any source of information to get your higher truth. And we all do have our own personal truth. There's no two belief systems. There's no two Catholics alike. There's no two anything. That's a But I, I had started a, years ago writing, just in my own personal writing, some of the metaphysical translations of some of the things in the Bible because mm-hmm. I did study a lot of religion, and I did it very in-depth and thoroughly, be, as well as psy- psychology because I, I kept finding that I wasn't finding the answer. And in a lot of the spiritual, or I'm sorry, the religions, I found it was just infused with guilt. And I did a reading for someone one time, uh, where she was having a little difficulty moving from uh, Catholicism to more of the New Age, more expanded view of things. Mm-hmm. And in the reading it came that if you took uh, a magic marker and crossed out anything having to do with guilt in the Bible, you get the real message. And that that is the message behind all religion, is that we're more than our physical bodies, we continue to live on, and there are forces that are more intelligent and more uh, aware of things than we are, and that we're not alone and so I say, know that, because that's a good thing to know. No, oh,
0: yeah, exactly. And that would be intuition. And in those moments that you're actually knowing, you're accessing this higher frequency band. Mm-hmm. And to do it all the time is, at least personally, an object. Well, that's
1: the, yeah, that's the obje- object. Object of life. Yeah, the, uh, the object or the destination.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you were talking earlier about those times when we feel like, uh, oh, I knew that. <laughs> I remember one time we were going on a drive, and you we were getting ready to pull away, and you said, well, I'm going to go get my camera. And then we thought, no, eh, it'll be okay or whatever. You said, I, don't, I, don't, I can't think of anywhere we would have to have the camera. So we drove off, and we were coming back this back road, and we passed this miniature horse farm. And the, the horses were about like that, but what was even doubly cute is they were babies too. So there were little horses about that high almost proportionate to a regular horse, and it mm-hmm. was just, we were around this curve and they were just there. And that was our intuition telling us to bring the camera. Yeah, sure. So if you have those times where you say, oh, I knew that, I heard to bring my umbrella, even though the weather report says a sunny day, yeah. don't beat yourself up, because I think sometimes we don't follow it just to mm-hmm. prove to ourselves. And that so our intuition just say, well, thank you, intuition. Yeah.
0: I've always said, if you think your life is frustrating, imagine being a spirit guide where you say, bring the umbrella, you dude, yeah, bring the umbrella, bring, bring it, bring the um... Idiot. <laughs> you know, yeah. So uh, everything works out particularly well. But I think well. even,
1: even that whole, whole lesson there is part of, part of the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we do know things as they, yeah. as they occur. And I went through a f- three-week period one time where I I'm sure there may have been times where I didn't, but I was just so focused on really hearing what felt right to me, mm-hmm. and it was supernatural. It was like everything was just unfolding in these miraculous ways. Mm-hmm. And to be able to do that, it really involves a trust, because we're trusting in things that are not proven, they're not intellectual, mm-hmm. and we can't see.
0: Well, we wanted to, since this is our first show in 2012. Oh yes, let's we, do this. We wanted to announce that after World War I, they did declare peace. And in fact, after World War II, they also declared peace. But we haven't, we the human race, and I don't mean just Americans, I mean worldwide. um, Korea was a police action. There was no peace declared afterwards. Vietnam was, uh, let's just use the word mess, and no offense to anyone, uh, et cetera. So we would like to take this moment to ask you uh, in your world to simply declare peace?
1: And, and start out, declare inner peace. Just do that with yourself right now. I declare inner peace. Sign a contract, sign a treaty, peace. whatever. I declare inner peace. Next time your head goes, little bit fighting, I declare inner peace. Mm-hmm. And then everybody that is in your family right now, just say, I declare peace.
0: Yeah, everyone, everywhere.
1: And then think, everybody that I work with and all my friends, I declare peace.
0: Right, that guy that cuts you off in traffic? Okay.
1: Go ahead. And then the next concentric ring out is everybody Mm -hmm. you see every day, Mm -hmm. I declare peace. And then throughout the entire world, I declare peace. Because there is absolutely no DNA difference between any one of us human beings. There really isn't. It's just so negligible. And we all started in the same place in the world and our features are only different because of the different places the people migrated to had to evolve to be compensating the environment or compensate for the environment. There's no difference between us. It is ju- It does not serve us to fight. It does not. It just doesn't. And I made those get out of conflict free cards many years ago mm-hmm. where it said think peace, rise above it. Those times where you feel like you either have to fight or submit. This is the third option where you just think peace.
0: Yeah. And a lot of times it's really important to understand that the way we've been brought up isn't ideal. And in fact, we have been brought up to believe in our powerlessness. And mm-hmm. so we had someone, um, uh, first person, then someone cut me off. And I thought, oh, gee, that person is doing a really good job of demonstrating how powerless they feel. Uh, because they if you were really powerful, you wouldn't do that. And so we live a life sometimes where people are just habitually demonstrating how powerless they feel they are. And it's not only laugh out loud, uh, comic relief, if you look at it that way, but if you yourself feel powerless, then it goes immediately to boiling over, cut me off, you know, as opposed to, as opposed to, oh boy, that guy's funny. Maybe he could switch to decaf, what do you think? You know, or maybe he does have to get somewhere that rapidly. So, but it's it's just not worthy of my attention to place my uh,
1: well, especially focus when they're like something I've noticed too, is that let's say there are two people in the in the vehicle or something. It's like if one person gets upset, then the other person can be this calm, zen person. Oh,
0: that's annoying. Because the
1: other person... It, it's almost like there's an angst ball and yeah. somebody's got to capture it. That's a but, new game. but real quick before we take the call along those lines, I was in uh, Whole Foods not all that long ago, and I was just pushing my cart over by the vegetables, and this older man, you could tell he was very angry. And prior to me really working a lot with emotion... I may have taken that very personally, but he ran over and actually almost hit me with his cart. It was like he just didn't want anything to be in his way. And I, in old days, I would have gone and thought it was my job to educate him and say, don't do that to people, you could really hurt someone. But that particular day, it was just like I felt such compassion for him that Mm -hmm. I just
0: let it go. It's a very different world. Hi, caller, what's your name, please?
3: Allison. Allison. What can we do for you? Hi, okay, so this is a question for either one of you. Um, I am 18 and I've been having for the last two weeks some of the weirdest dreams I've ever had and I was wondering if you knew possibly why.
1: That is so funny because you, Rosa was talking about a lot of dreams, I've been having a lot of dreams. And, and now, I don't know if you are, but um, yeah, now you're yeah. talking about it. And I felt for the last several weeks, maybe even a month and a half, that the dream time has been really extra vivid for me and a lot of people.
0: Mm-hmm. And, well, just in, in the general periphery that we're talking about without the specific dream, because uh, perhaps we would yeah. uh, analyze the specific dream, but uh, we receive, um, when we are in dream time, we are at a much higher frequency than we can even imagine. In our waking time Uh, if someone is having nightmares you're having the nightmare instead of having the experience in 3d so whatever the nightmare is bless the nightmare you love the nightmare because you didn't have to actually go through it in your life so that was good and you can get the information from it once you translate it into uh, your waking life so um, Allison, are you still there yeah, I am. Yeah, what was one of the dreams? Just one, well, a snippet of the one. The one I
3: had last night, um, part, the part that really terrified me was I was, supposed to, I was trying to climb my window, and I ended up falling off of my building, and I, that's when I immediately woke up. But as I was climbing it, I kept slipping and sliding and missing pieces when I tried to grab onto it. It was really scary. Hmm. you want to... Well, uh now, you
1: said it was the outside of your window was it your home
3: yeah it was it was the window that I have at my apartment, but it didn't look the same on the outside as it does in my real life. oh
1: well, I think one of the things that that can be telling you, and I think it's multi spectrum, but one is that you may in the last two or three months or maybe even longer uh, reached a uh, like a critical mass point where you said, I have to really look and see who I am. And sometimes that can come in the form of an event, like a, a disillusionment with a friend or something like that, where you say, I, I don't even really recognize myself because you were climbing on the outside and the windows were to look in and, and it was you and you knew it, but you didn't quite recognize it. So it could be that your inner self, higher self is bringing to your awareness, and and especially at 18, but most people even into their 50s and 60s are still projecting this thing that they think the world approves of or that the world wants to see from them. And you're getting a real look at, hey, I can't really stick to this. This isn't really me, I'm sliding away. I wanna figure out who I am because it's so much easier to live who you really are than to pretend to be somebody you're not. And frankly, we're taught to be somebody we're not. Every time someone smiles at us, we put that in the category, okay, I've got to be like this. Every time someone frowns at us, okay, I've got to discard that. And so I think you're on this incredible odyssey to really figure out who you are and your friends and everything in your life might be changing and shifting right now and that's a good thing cuz it's taking you to a better place not that your friends yeah. now are wrong or bad.
0: We have a oh, okay. large number of calls okay. so let's see how many we can go okay. through. I'll okay. Okay, but thank, thank you.
1: Please call again sometime. Yeah, we'd love we'd to, love hear, from to you. hear
0: from you. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact email if you want. To. Okay. Yeah. So next caller, hi, what's your name please?
3: Uh, Diana. Hi, Diana. Diana,
0: hi. What can we do for you?
3: I just wanted to uh, let you know that, <clears throat> excuse me, that even uh, the dogs, <laughs> even when they're dreaming, they seem to be in on the same frequency or perhaps higher than, than what we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just had a reading from an animal communicator. My dog died about, oh, 10 days ago. Mm-hmm. Oh. And uh, last week, I went to this animal communicator to find out what happened you know he it was unexpected and it was it was very sudden and during Mm -hmm. the reading he mentioned that he enjoyed the times that he got to sit on the couch and watch channel 10 the telepathic TV
0: (laughs) we have dog fans and spirit that's so sweet
3: I love that thank
1: you for that story That's that's so wonderful yeah that is wonderful yeah
0: Yes, so, but you still have a, you,
3: you have a fan on
1: the other side. Oh, I'll watch out for him for sure. Robbie? Yeah,
0: yeah. Robbie?
3: <laughs> Robbie. He's a okay. black and white sheet soup.
1: Okay, I All will right. definitely do that. Well, Thank, that you. So sweet. Sweet Thank you. What a sweet story. Oh. Just thought i let you know. Oh, that's oh, that a wonderful thing. Thank
0: you. That, was that really made
1: my day. Yeah, I me love too. that.
0: Uh, excellent. I oh. Okay. And we have our next caller. Hi, caller. What's your name? We don't. Mm-hmm. The Readings. Doc. Oh. Okay. Duck. Okay. okay,
1: are we doing the duck? Oh, okay, so the readings, uh, just hang on for a bit. We're gonna do the duck and then we'll get to the read. Oh, while we're getting the duck set up, I'm gonna do a reading for Mariquita in Florida. And Miguel, her husband is the one that revamped our show opening and put all the cards in there. Mm-hmm. So Mariquita, this is for you. We love you and miss you guys. And the first card is awareness, and I think that you are making a lot of spiritual awareness and growing, but I feel more like you're stepping into the role of helping other people do that, being a teacher. And claiming your, your power, you did create a whole other life by moving down there in that sunshine and that warmth, and that you're really opening yourself up to new things. And then the thunderbolt, I feel it's like there's some great healing happening in your family a place that that there might have been an influence that was keeping things like this that are now opening up. And uh, it might have to do with uh, your daughter um, uh, in spirit or Mm -hmm. uh, spiritual guidance from that Mm -hmm. area. Okay, thank you. I know we're ready for the duck. duck. And if you have any questions about that, Marikita, just email because I know I was rushing through that. Mm -hmm. Okay? Okay? And we're just about ready. And the duck is just a little segue point before the readings, where we have little inspirational messages. And we're ready whenever you are.
4: There
0: we are.
1: Okay. Forgiveness. Now, forgiveness is knowing peace. Forgiveness equals peace. Peace equals forgiveness. Yeah. And forgiveness is knowing there's nothing really to forgive.
0: Mm -hmm. that
1: things that happen that we think require forgiveness. If you want to
0: forgive someone, love them for what they did, because whatever it was they did, it was to your benefit. Yes, it always is. Yes, it always is. That's very good advice. Everything that happens is on your side. All right.
1: Well, great. Thank you. Okay, we are done with the duck. Okay, we're going to have to fire you as the duck thingler. (laughs) Okay, so we have our first call or after the duck?
0: Post-duck call. Okay. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Or? <laughs> Boy, that was.
1: It's R2D2 calling again. Yeah. Okay, I foresee that you're going to meet another electronic robot.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. I made a set of uh, waveforms that are um, amethyst and rose quartz. Just uh, at some point, y'all can get a um, close yeah. up on these. Oh, with our their call's set. here. Hi, caller. What's your name, please?
4: Hi, my name is Anna and I would like a reading and Happy New Year. Oh, thank
0: you. Happy Same New Year to you. To you. Yeah. Thank you. Happy
4: New
1: Year. All right. And the first card we get, and uh, camera two will get the actual card, is ordinariness. This card can talk about buying or selling real estate, moving changes, but it's also about seeing the beauty of ordinary things. We always think it has to be some outlandish sparkly gold thing but if you look at a leaf or a flower it's just really beautiful and that you've taken the time in your life to start observing that and that's where our intuition lies that's where the moment is and then this is uh... going with the flow That once you see what you've created by living right in the moment you just allow it to unfold allow it to happen and the miser is about uh, i feel is telling you not to worry you may have had some concerns over resources in some way and that we may feel like, oh, we have to hold back on some things, either emotional resources or, or monetary resources. And what it's saying is that it's safe to go ahead and set it down and let everybody see who you really are and your talents. And that, that may even be happening in the work type environment or your day-to-day life where people are seeing your skills and your talents. So that's a good thing.
0: Mm-hmm. OK. Uh, this is the remote for the. OK.
1: <laughs> we have. A, oh, the remote? That's funny.
0: Yeah. Okay. Hi, caller, what's your name, please? Hi,
1: caller, what's your name, please? Hi, you're on the air.
0: Yes, what can we do for you?
1: What can we do for
0: you? Uh, yes, you are...
1: Yes, that's you. Just say Steve.
3: hi. Hi, can I get a reading, please?
1: Sure, sure, be happy to. And uh, if you are on hold, I know sometimes you want to still keep the show, but sometimes there's a feedback loop. Well, the first card we get is, the, um, we are the world, and it's so much what we're talking about. I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony and, and all the hands holding across the world. What it's saying is that you've been getting out there into the world, and, and there's that idea of finding out who I am, what's my unique color, what is my role in the in life, and I think that question calls us to get out of our the confines of our life, but that there's not d- supposed to be an answer. It's like, what am I supposed to do here on this planet, is a question that calls us out into ourselves and into the world, but it's not supposed to really be answered because it's always unfolding. And in your inner voice, you've been getting a lot of information and I feel dreams are very important to you in that there's some communication by some people in spirit. I don't know if it's an uncle or some kind of a male, so you might want to pay close attention to your dreams because there's stuff being said and the burden card is about letting go of some of those old beliefs that we got from childhood that are not only outdated but may be contrary outright contrary to what we wish to do that there's still a little belief that's back there that's holding you back but that when you let it go things are going to really open up for you but a lot of spiritualness around you so i'm not sure if you're reading a lot or doing a lot of that now
0: Burden's always illusion that there's any burden at all is the illusion per se. In fact, you could do a mathematical equation in your life based on if this is a burden and I know that there's no such thing, then how did they get languaged as a burden? Mm. And then you could release yourself from it. Yeah. Because, you know, that really is uh, an important there's aspect. A lot of truth and in we it. have. Uh... Hi, caller. What's your name, please?
3: Hi, my name's Janelle. Hi, Janelle. Janelle. Hi, I am. I wanted first of all, your show is amazing. I love it. Oh, thank Um, you very much. Thank you. I wanted to get a reading from Mary, but I also wanted to tell her I'm in my Saturn return right now, and it's just like I can already sense it's it's been kind of a tough time, and I know a lot of people my age are going through it too. So um, I don't know. Maybe hopefully your reading will have something to do with that. So just wanted to put that out there. Okay.
1: (laughs) Okay, Um, one thing that I would like to say about that, I I do think we are influenced by alignments of planetary and heavenly bodies and the flow of that, but always remember that we can just decide what that influence is and when to stop that influence as well. Okay, the totality is talking about um, getting to the place where our body, mind, and spirit are all connected, usually our body and our mind, we're out there working, everything's but flowing smoothly but then we feel empty spiritually so we connect with our spirit and then it's hard to even go into work it's about knowing that everything in our life is our spiritual path and that uh, that connects and unites everything and here the harmony head and heart i think maybe some of the things you've been experiencing lately are the Saturn return or whatever the influence is just highlighting where your head and heart may be in disagreement And so, if there are things like that, just sit down like you're a mediator and say, okay, how do you feel? How do you feel? And it'll give you a lot of insight. The flowering card, all these cards are really wonderful. I get incredible feelings from this. Lots of wonderful things coming up and uh, I I don't know if you, (laughs) sometimes uh, I don't know if, if this is something with you or I might be picking up from someone else but almost like there's this trajectory career path wise in that you'd be very good at like any kind of investigative thing, like forensics or scientific thing, uh, looking into details. And if you're not doing something like that right now, there may be an opportunity to do something more analytical in that way, but not like data analytical, but like forensic type of analytical.
0: Well, Saturn Return is reputed as the restructuring of things. Yeah, makes sense. And we first have to, interview the idea that there's more than one correct answer uh, so that um, uh, while we can recognize that we are indeed God that's not necessarily too difficult to recognize some people don't but still that remains true and then once you can master that you are God and you're creating this then you can uh, enter into co-creation you can say well I am God I am God that's inside of God and then the two the co, the space in between, the co-creation, and I think that might be, at least that's what I got intuitively about uh, going from um, the singularity to the cosmos as the restructuring involved. Anyhow, that's what went through my mind. Very nice.
1: Very nice. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you for the call, and I believe we have another one.
0: Oh, hi, caller. What's your name?
2: Uh, Happy New Year, uh, Mary and Neville. It's uh, Greg. Oh, Greg. hey, Greg. Hey,
0: man, how are you doing? And
2: Happy New Year Monday. Happy New? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Happy uh, New Moon uh, New Year Monday. Yes, thank you. Uh, Mary, speaking of uh, a Whole Foods story, uh, I was in there uh, not very long ago, and I was kind of the offender, I guess. That I was going- you. Well, <laughs> I, was, I was going, no, it wasn't me. I'm just- I was going down an aisle, and it was very crowded, and I remember I just kind of accidentally grazed against uh, another person's cart and immediately stopped. And I was so, I go, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. And I remember the person just kind of glared at me yeah. and I thought, well, that's okay. And then I had barely tapped him and obviously I, you know, I didn't mean to do, uh, do so. And then I later thought, well, they don't have to accept my apology, uh, you know, I, it, it, it's, not a, it's not a requirement and I just try mm. to think, I don't know them, or how, what was the circumstances of, of their day, and I, and I just kind of immediately uh, uh, released it. I mean, certainly what I did probably didn't, in my mind it, at, at the moment, didn't deserve that kind of glaring uh, response. Like I said, I just barely tapped him, and it was uh, certainly accidental, but...
1: But you I know, was, I think what you're saying is so brilliant, because we've all done things. We've all been on both sides of that. Our boss unloaded, and and it seems to me that the stress and anxiety and pain are like boxes and guilt, and we walk around and say, "Here, will you hold this for me?" And it just gets passed around, oh. and so you probably did her such a great service by doing that, so she could get out that pain, and probably later realized, "Oh, why did I do that? I feel badly about
2: that. You know, I thought about that. I thought, well, maybe what had happened to them earlier mm-hmm. that day, and I represented almost. What that event again, or, or or like one more thing in their life that went wrong that day? Yes. And and I, you know, I, again, I thought, well, I I had sincerely apologized, and, and but it was okay. They they didn't have to give the, you know, you're waiting for the, oh, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. And you know, you both exchange have a good days or smiles, and yeah. that didn't happen, but that was okay
1: but you know what I thank you for bringing that up I think we ought to do another show about that because it's true and and I used to do like a forgiveness thing with myself it's like I forgive you I forgive me it's like to keep that circuit within yourself instead of it's like that's how we control each other is to wait for that response and and I, I, I mean, all of us have done things that later we thought, oh, I really, and I feel pretty certain she's probably thinking that too.
0: Right. Well, this again comes to, is this something that's worthy of my attention? Because every experience that all we humans, every experience we ever have, turns out to be on our side. Every single experience you've ever had in your life has marched you towards a more evolved you Therefore, you cannot continue to think. Certainly you can, and the vast majority of us do. But it's not good or bad. It is simply experience. And once it is just an experience, and you hey, go ahead. Oh, OK.
1: No, go ahead. It, once it's just an experience, then you can. Then
0: it doesn't have the teeth that it had. Well, and I also had. think
1: if we're not carrying around things from the day, but I know we're down to like a minute. D- well, well, Greg did you want a reading? Yeah,
2: I sure would love a, okay. a new year reading and we'll talk to you later in the year. Okay,
1: thank you for the very stimulating okay. subject matter. Okay. Let's talk yes. about that next week. It's an excellent call. Okay, the first card we get is awareness again, and it's funny because that's just what we were talking about, becoming aware when we're really centered in our own wholeness and we're not taking things personally because we're dealing with our own emotions in our own way and we're frankly not given those tools anywhere on this planet typically. But we do have them, and we can offer even more. Um, that Then we're not judging people through our own pain, but, but through what's actually going on. And that brings this new state of higher consciousness. And I think that event was showing you where you're going, that you're living in the moment, and that things are not based on old pain and having to make like get somebody's approval here to make up for somebody's lack of approval a long time ago. So anyway, thank you so much, Greg, for calling in. That was a great topic.
0: Yeah. And rubies, shall we? Uh, oh, we I are, are having the potluck
1: this weekend.
0: And, we're about and to tarot
1: do and psychic development.
0: Ruby Tuesdays. And rubies.